chapters seven and eight of biography of an american bondman by his daughter by josephine brown this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seven give me my child a mother cried my sweet my lovely boy give me my child the rocks replied or else my life destroy want of money induced dr young to hire william out again and this time the young slave was placed in the hands of walker the negro trader of whom we have made mention in a preceding chapter the speculator had noticed william's activity and usefulness as a waiter on the steamboat and being always on the lookout for valuable slaves called on dr young and offered a high price for the piece of property the doctor however declined selling whereupon the trader wanting a man to look after his slaves that he took to market resolved to hire william for the period of one year with the hope of buying him at the expiration of the term walker was an uncouth ill-bred man with little or no education before embarking as a negro driver he had been a dray driver in st louis and had earned by his own hard labor the capital with which he commenced in trade money was the only god he worshipped and he knelt at no altar but that erected at the expense of suffering humanity william shuddered at the idea of having such a man for a master but there was no alternative in no situation could he have been placed to give him an opportunity of witnessing more scenes of cruelty and outrage than this the trader had a number of slaves on hand and immediately prepared to start with his human cattle for the new orleans market between sixty and seventy men and women chained in pairs with here and there a mother with a young child unchained made up the first coffle the speculator advertised in the natchez vicksburg and the new orleans papers that he would be there at a given time with a lot of healthy negroes between fifteen and twenty-five years of age he seldom however took down a gang of slaves without having some who were further advanced in years soon after leaving st louis william had to commence preparing the slaves for the market the old men's gray hairs were plucked from their heads and their whiskers shaved off clean and where the white hairs were too numerous hair dye was used to bring about the desired color these old men and women were also told how old they were to be when undergoing an examination by those who might wish to purchase not less than four lots of slaves were purchased by this monster in human shape and resold further south during the year that william was with this sole driver on the arrival of the trader at new orleans with his merchandise swarms of planters and small speculators might be seen making their way to mr walker's slave pen once when marching his gang of slaves from st charles to st louis by land the trader had among them a woman with a sick child which cried during the most of the first day walker repeatedly told the mother if she did not stop the child he would on the second morning as they were leaving the tavern where they had put up overnight the infant again commenced crying the speculator at once took the child from its mother's arms turned to the landlady who was standing in the doorway and said here madam permit me to present this little nigger to you it makes such a noise that it affects my nerves 
the landlady received the babe from the hands of the negro trader with a smile and said i am exceedingly obliged to you sir indeed i take this present as a token of your kindness and generosity frantic with grief the mother fell upon her knees before the inhuman trader and besought him to give her back her child promising that she would keep it from crying walker bade the woman return to the gang with the other slaves or he would flog her severely but not until the heavy negro whip was applied to her shoulders did the almost heartbroken mother leave her dear little child a few days after and while on the steamer going to the new orleans market this outraged american woman threw herself from the deck of the boat into the waters of the mississippi never to rise again this heartless cruel ungodly man who neither loved his maker nor feared satan was a fair representative of thousands of demons in human form that are engaged in buying and selling god's children the more william saw of slavery while with walker the more he hated it and determined to free himself from its chains the love of freedom is a sentiment natural to the human heart and the want of it is felt by him who does not possess it he feels it a reproach and with this sting this wounded pride hating degradation and looking forward to the cravings of the heart the enslaved is always on the alert for an opportunity to escape from his oppressors and to avenge his wrongs what greater injury and indignity can be offered to man than to make him the bond-slave of his fellow-man end of chapter seven chapter eight the hounds are baying on my track o oh, christian do not send me back after a year spent in the employment of the slave-driver walker william was sent home to his master where new scenes were open to him although hard pressed for money dr young declined selling william to the slave speculator for he no doubt had some conscientious scruples against allowing his young kinsman to be taken to the cotton-fields of the far south he therefore gave his nephew a note permitting him to find a purchaser who would pay five hundred dollars for him with this document the young slave set out for st louis about four miles distant from the farm elizabeth william's sister who had been sold a few days previous was still in the st louis jail and on arriving in the city his first impulse was to visit her to whom he was tenderly attached he called at the prison and after being twice refused admission succeeded in seeing his sister for the last time she was sold to a slave trader and taken to the southern market and was never heard of again by william from the jail the poor young slave went to his mother and persuaded her to fly with him to canada with scarcely food enough for three days william and his mother crossed the river one dark night and started for a land of freedom with no guide but the north star again and again they looked back at the lights as they wended their way from the city not knowing whether they would succeed in their arduous undertaking or be arrested and taken back they well knew that the runaway slave could find no sympathy from the people of illinois and therefore did not travel during the day night after night did these two fugitives come out of their hiding-place and with renewed vigor wend their way northward no one can imagine how wearily the hours passed during the days they remained in the woods waiting for night to overshadow them most truly has the poet entered into the slave's feelings when he says starve the north while blazing day pours round me its full tide of light and hides 
thy pale but faithful ray i too lie hid and long for night the anxiety of the fugitives may be conceived from the following remarks of mr brown in his published narrative as we travel towards a land of liberty my heart would at times leap for joy at other times being as i was almost continually on my feet i felt as though i could go no further but when i thought of slavery with its democratic negro whips its republican chains its well-trained bloodhounds its pious evangelical slaveholders when i thought of all this american hypocrisy false democracy and religion behind me and the prospect of liberty before me i was encouraged to press forward my heart was strengthened and i forgot that i was either tired or hungry but the fugitives were not destined to realize their hearts fondest wishes on missing the runaways the slaveholders put advertisements in the st louis newspapers which had an extensive circulation in illinois besides sending printed handbills by mail to the postmasters in the towns through which it was expected the fugitives would pass on the tenth day william and his mother determined to travel by day thinking that they were out of the danger of being apprehended they had however been on the road but a short time when they were overtaken by three men and arrested none but one who has been a slave and made the attempt to escape and failed can at all enter into the feelings of the fugitive who is caught and returned to the doom from which he supposed he had escaped william and his mother were carried back to st louis and safely lodged in prison until their masters should take them out End of chapter eight